The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shamin Sadiq. Hello, and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and you're listening to me today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So it's the end of the school year, and today at the school that my kids go to, they had what they call the awards ceremony this morning. Now, this is the, my favorite morning of the whole year. Every child gets acknowledged at this awards ceremony. It's, a, it's awards for everybody, for everything that they've participated in and every bit of effort that they've put into the school year. And it's also to honor those kids who have um, exceeded expectations or done something extraordinary. And so it's always, it's always a fun morning, uh, very poignant, very emotional for me uh, to watch my kids and all the kids in the school um, receive their awards on the stage. So today was no different. Um, what I was noticing, though, is that there's there's um, a theme here for me, and it might surprise you to hear me say it, because I think I might be stating the obvious, but nevertheless, things become clear later that I couldn't have seen in the moment. So let me give you some examples. One is my two children. Um, I am an extremely proud mother of two wonderful boys, and uh, they're getting older. They're not little anymore. One is going to be 10, the other one's 13. And this morning at the school, I, uh, I ran into a teacher before the ceremony, a teacher who's retiring, and we were saying goodbye to each other, and there were a few tears. And she said to me, you know, and it was just one of those comments that just came, you know, I'm sure she wasn't planning to say it. It didn't come with a great deal of forethought. It just came right in the moment. She said, you're raising two wonderful boys. And, oh, I'm almost going to cry just talking about it because I saw something in them today that I see glimpses of from time to time, but gets missed in the everyday life, in the everyday moments of yelling at them to get off the computers and making food and making sure everyone gets to bed on time. This gets missed sometimes, and I was able to see it today. They are amazing boys. At the end of the ceremony, they came to greet me and... um, and their dad, and their grandparents, four of their grandparents were there, and both of them came uh, straight up and hugged and kissed each one of us. And I thought, wow, such charming young men. Uh, And I thought about what this teacher had said and realized, yes, she's right. They are amazing kids. They are wonderful um, boys. The other thing I noticed, again, that is a little harder to see in the moment, is the kids, all the kids at the school. They 
um, they sparkled. They were shining. The light was shining brightly on them and from them this morning. And again, I've been working with these kids over this past school year, one day a month. So I get a, a bit broader view than their teachers say who see them every day. But I got to see them in a much larger light uh, today in the morning when they were receiving their awards. Another thread that I noticed is my emotion. Um, I'm I'm not the person who's so easy to cry, let's say, when somebody is in pain or is telling me a story about themselves that is very painful. They might cry. I'm pretty stable often in those situations and have a large capacity to hold space and empathy and love for that person. But for me to actually start crying, um, it's it's a little less frequent. And I noticed many times in this um, award ceremony this morning that my eyes filled with tears. Just the sight of these beautiful children standing up, their expressions, the way that they stood, the way that they didn't stand, um, their behavior, their surprise when they received their awards, their delight for each other when others in their class received an award just brought so much emotion out in me. And the fourth thing that I've been noticing today is gratitude. I have so much gratitude for the school, um, Bond Academy. It's been a part of our lives since my kids were very young. My older son started when he was five. My younger son started when he was two and a half. So we have been there for, well, I guess going on 10 years now. And uh, they are, um, the school is wonderful. The teachers are amazing. The parent community is astonishing and the children are just magnificent so I feel a lot of gratitude for that and for having the opportunity to be with them um, in the way that I work with them this school year and the way that I will work with them next year so that brings me to the topic for today I don't have a guest Um, I planned poorly I've been really busy and I ended up with no one and I considered what what to do what should I do I thought about replaying an old episode and then I thought well you know I, I feel like I should I should really do the show live and even though there's no guest maybe I can just talk about what I'm noticing which is what I'm doing but I have also been feeling a bit lost lately a little bit bewildered not quite sure where I'm headed I love everything that I'm up to but I don't know what's ahead I have a sense it's got something to do with the kids and I don't know what it is yet I don't know what it quote unquote is yet And so I had a day where recently I had some space carved out. I didn't have any client phone calls. There was nothing really pressing to do. And I decided to spend a day on my poems. Now, I've been writing since 2002. And I really started to write uh, with a bit more intention in 2007. But I spent a day taking all the poetry that I'd written and putting it together. And I thought, perhaps I'll publish a volume of poetry. It turns out there's about 23 poems, maybe 22. I'm not entirely sure that that's enough for a volume of poetry. I'm still thinking about that. But on the weekend, uh, the man in my life was here with me, and he asked me if I would read something that I'd written to him because I told him I'd been working on it. So I got my computer and I started to read. And as I began to read, I noticed how nervous I felt. Um, It's scary to read what I've written out loud. And the thought of publishing it has held me hostage for, for many years. I thought it was ready in 2010. And as you can see, it's 2014 and I've not published yet. So I noticed a couple things as I was reading. One is um, my fears. 
I noticed some fears about what if what I read is not useful? What, or what if what I'm reading, what I've written, is not useful? And secondly, what if I get criticized? These are two things that bother me in many realms in my life. Actually, even the thought of doing the show alone today uh, brings that fear up in me. What if, I, what if I'm not useful by myself? What if I'm only a good radio host when I have another person to bounce things off of? And what if I get criticized? I, I'm a heart-centered person. I'm a heart-led person. And um, it, it's painful when somebody says, I don't like you or I don't like what you did. So that, those are the fears I noticed. And then my hopes. I noticed my hopes as well. And one hope I have is that my story will serve to inspire others. And it may not inspire everyone. It may not inspire you, but maybe it will inspire somebody else. And that is what I hope for. So I thought I'd share some of um, what I read. And I thought I'd share uh, all of what I'm learning about myself with you here today. And what I'd love is for you to listen to... um, uh, everything that's coming and and see what you notice listeners see what you notice what you notice about yourself what you notice about what I've written and what I'm reading to you uh, what you notice about um, being inspired or not <laughs> and what you notice about what comes up in you as you listen uh, to call in you can do so at one 888 3469141. I don't often attract a lot of callers, but I'm hoping that if you're moved to call today to tell me what you're noticing, that um, we can have a short conversation about that. Again, the number is 1-888-346-9141. So I thought I'd begin by sharing a practice of mine. Um, I, I engage in a lot of different practices, and I'm not a master of any of them. I kind of dabble around in things that in, intrigue me and uh, catch my attention, and one of them is to use oracle cards. I have about three or four different uh, oracle card decks, and I recently bought a new one called Divine Guidance, and it's a beautiful set of cards that each card has a fractal Um, image on it and then you choose a card you ask a question you choose a card and see what um, the guidebook that corresponds with that card has to say so today before the show I chose a card and I asked this question before I chose I said what will be helpful for me today in the show what will be helpful for me because I was feeling some anxiety those fears about not being useful and being criticized Um, so I I chose this card it kind of jumped out of the deck into my hand and it was um, the card called Freedom. So let me read to you what the little guidebook says about freedom. It's time to come out of your shell. This shell, which did serve you in the past to provide protection for your tender heart, is no longer needed. The time has come to begin to allow yourself true freedom. This world and your soul both need you to let your light and your heart to shine. Allow the past to be the past and move forward in this present moment. Do this in small steps at first if you need to. Moving away from your protective shell means allowing your true heart to be seen. But it also means allowing others in on a deeper level than you've been able to allow before. So that was the card that I chose just a a few short minutes ago and I think it's perfect. 
I think it's perfect. And what I'm noticing about this is, for me, is although I've come out of my shell in many, many ways over the past years, um, and I'm afraid of very few public out there um, endeavors in, in my work, working with leaders, working with uh, other coaches, teaching, mentoring, all the things that I do, even working with the kids, um, uh, but there's more. And this is the next frontier for me, is sharing some of what I've written. And so, again, I ask you to listen to your noticings, and let me read you just a little introduction. So, my my coach uh, and and um, energy healer uh, who I work with, Deborah, who you've heard on the show before, she's been very gracious and called in and joined me as a guest as well. She always asks me. When I'm thinking about my book or my poetry or anything that I'm up to, what is my intention? And so as I pulled together my poems that day, I said, let me pull together these poems. They were written over 12 years. Let me pull them together and see um, what intention kind of holds them together. And here's what I wrote. In earlier days, I was asked, why are you here? This is a question that I love to ask my clients and my coach uh, years ago asked me this question. The only response I could offer was to do my own work. At the time, it felt trite, simplistic, and inadequate. Today, I can see this as an unconscious reflexive response that was profound, prophetic, and more than enough for a lifetime of purposeful living. What I've noticed is that by living, following the tugs and instincts and energy, and by watching myself in the process of living, I am doing my work. It is this process that I want to share with you with these poems. Each one represents some aspect of the journey of coming home to who we really are. My hope is that they will inspire reflection, recognition, and relief as you discover you are not alone. And so that's what I wrote to launch my small volume of poetry a couple of weeks ago. Actually, it was just last week that I wrote this. As I read it, I'm aware that it may not be the final. This may not be final. It's still a work in progress, as am I. And so I'd like to read to you a passage now that I wrote back in 2002. And it's a little lengthy, but it's, um, it speaks to a time in my life when I had just gone back to work. I had um, a one-year-old, and I'd just gone back to work, and I was starting to wonder where the joy was because there wasn't much of that in my workplace. So here's what I wrote at that time. My best friend called to tell me that her older sister had suffered a miscarriage. I cried as she told me about how she helped her sister deliver the child who had no hope of surviving as she had only been in utero for about five months. She asked me to come to a memorial service to honor this child and I agreed to be there. Upon my arrival at the ceremony, I was amazed at the number of people who were present. They hovered around this young mother with much tenderness and love. Many of them got up and spoke about this child who had taken but one scant breath outside of the womb, as if she had lived an entire lifetime. There was a real feeling of community in the room, an essence of deep caring that extended far beyond the usual perfunctory hugs and obligatory expressions of sympathy I had always associated with funerals. I discovered that many of the guests were work colleagues of my friend's sister. I went home that day changed. As I reflected on the experience, it suddenly hit me. I had no such community in my life. 
My workplace was a competitive place where everyone was pitted against each other in a quest for survival and dominance. I wondered if I died, how many of my coworkers would show up at my funeral, let alone get up and speak about me with such emotion and heart. The answer was shocking and revealing. I realized that something had to change in my life. There was a craving that I didn't even realize I had for a sense of community, for real support, for love. It was as if a switch got turned on that day. I had no idea it was the start of my journey to my true self. And that was what launched me into my quest for community. So um, I, I went on to uh, have a second child and to leave my job and to begin my coaching practice. I, I did my coaching training when my younger son was a baby. And after the maternity leave time was up, I elected not to return to work. So as I'm reading this and, and reflecting on this time, I noticed that um, the thread of child is present. So there was this thread of community I was always aware of because that was the thing that hit me at the time. But as I stand here today reading this story that I wrote back then about that time, I noticed that the thread of my interest in children was also um, had some roots. Perhaps the roots are deeper than this story, but had some roots there that I'm aware of. And so I, I noticed that. What are you noticing? I'd love it if you would call in and share with me what you notice about yourself, about what I've written, about what it evokes in you. Again, the number to call in is 1-888-346-9141. And if you're not moved to share live on the radio, perhaps you'll join me on my blog. You could write, uh, go to AnjaliLeadership.com and click on blog and enter something into the comments there. Tell me what you're noticing as you listen to what I'm sharing with you. Uh, you can also join with me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, both just by finding me, Shamin Sadik, and on Twitter at Shamin Sadik. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N-S-A-D-I-Q. So we're about to go for a break, but before we do, we just want to remind you again as well that you can also receive my newsletter by signing up on my website. That's AnjaliLeadership.com. Again, A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. So we're going to head to a break. When we come back, I hope to speak with some of you. And if not, that's okay. I've got more passages to share with you and more noticings to share as well. Thank you so much for listening. This is Shamin Sadiq, Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'll see you in a moment. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Could your business be doing better? In today's economy, results are dependent on your leaders. And you know, effective leaders outperform ineffective leaders every time. The Leadership Circle Profile Assessment enhances effectiveness in leadership. It's the only 360 that reveals what's going on with your manager, why it's happening, and what actions to take for positive change. Want to improve business? We have the system and the breakthrough tools to make it happen. For a free demo, visit theleadershipcircle.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. 
Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shamin at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back. This is your host, Shamin Sadek, and this is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Again, today, I'm inviting you to call in and talk about what you're noticing, share what you're noticing about yourself, about other people, about what I'm talking about, and about how the world works at 1-888-346-9141. Now, I have some events that are coming up, so I want to talk about them a little bit before I begin to share more of what I've written. Um, on August 11th and 12th in Chicago, I have a what is called a power circle happening. This is an event that, it's an event, it's not really an event, it's more like a pause. It's a pause for performance. And if you are a coach or someone who works in the human development field, if you're a sole proprietor, or even if you're a business person or an entrepreneur or someone who works in an organization, you'll love this. It's a chance for you to take a break, to take a little time out from your day-to-day and to engage with uh, yourself. So it's me taking all the work that I uh, do with my corporate clients um, and you, if you work in the same field as me, do as well, and, and turning it on ourselves. And the reason it's a two-day workshop is so that we can have a deeper conversation than we normally do when we just take a couple of hours out. So uh, the price is $649 Canadian. So if you're in the U.S., that's going to be a few dollars less for you if you register by the end of June. So you've got another few days to avail yourself of that special pricing. You can sign up at my website, AnjaliLeadership.com. That's A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com click on events and you can read more about the public uh, power circle that's coming up in Chicago as well as register there's some testimonials there I did a one day version of this uh, in May and uh, 14 people gathered and it was a tremendous day and uh, many of the people there asked me if I could come back quarterly. So that's why I'm, I'm going to be there again in August. So that's August 11th and 12th. I'd love it if you would join us. Uh, Secondly, I'm teaching the Leadership Circle Profile Certification. This is for executive coaches, HR, OD, and learning and development professionals. Go to theleadershipcircle.com to register, and I'm teaching October 1st to 3rd in Denver, if you want to come and join me there. Okay, so I see that I haven't got any callers yet, and that means I'm going to keep reading. So I... um, a few, let me read the next passage that I had selected. A few months later, I overheard my husband swearing. I asked him what was wrong, thinking he'd had some sort of mishap, then realized that he was talking on the telephone in the basement. 
I listened for a few more moments, and as I heard what he was saying, I felt a deep, hot flush creep up the sides of my face and head. I willed with all of my might that I was misunderstanding the side of the conversation I was hearing, but I knew that it was true. In what felt like slow motion, I trudged down the stairs. My husband was in tears, finishing off the telephone conversation. I sat down in a chair and looked at him, trying with every bit of power I had to make it not be true. He crouched down in front of me, held my hands, and told me the words I most dreaded hearing. Our very close friend Gavin had died the night before in a snowmobile accident. I sobbed with heartache and sorrow. We had known Gavin for over 10 years. During the funeral service, the minister pointed out that in Gavin's 30 years of life, he had done more living than most people do in 90 years. He was the member of a national skydiving team that had recently received a bronze medal at the world competition. His vision was to win gold next time, a goal he had pursued with passion and a strong sense of purpose right up to the moment of his death. I look back upon that day, the day of his funeral, as one of the most healing experiences I have ever had. Something about the collection of friends and family and the energy created by our community transformed the saddest event into a profoundly joyous celebration of life. As we celebrated Gavin's life, I reflected upon mine. That longing for community and support was still strong within me, yet I had done little to create it beyond just imagining what it would be like. I asked myself why I was letting my regular paycheck and the promise of the pension quote-unquote, keep, tra- keep me trapped in such an unfulfilling career in a toxic workplace? How could I step into something bigger so that I could be fully alive, like a skydiver leaping out of the aircraft into a brilliant blue sky? Was it wrong to want to have it all? Joy, fulfillment, aliveness, having an impact in the world, and maintaining a happy, healthy home life? Still fearful of losing the trappings of a secure public service career, I continued to toil away at work joylessly. In my heart, I knew I needed to be doing work that contributed to society in some way, so I took a one-year secondment as a senior policy analyst on a file in the branch serving children with special needs. At least here, I reasoned, I would be able to do something to impact children positively. Within days of arrival at the new job, it became abundantly clear that this role was as far removed from helping children as it could possibly be. My job was to serve the bureaucratic and political masters, nothing more. Disillusioned and disgusted, I returned to my home position early. A few days later, I discovered I was pregnant with our second child. And so, more signals. More signals that presented themselves to me. And as I, as I read that and share that with you, I notice um, that I'm still afraid <laughs> of, of reading my writing out loud, and I'm doing it anyway, and I notice a few other things. I notice this, um, this need to feel on purpose, this desire to do work that was going to make a difference. And the threat of children, again, I went to the autism file because I thought that it would actually make a difference to some human beings. I had worked previously to that in strategic procurement, which really was, had, I couldn't connect it to any benefit to any particular group of humans. I'm sure that if I stretched it far enough along, I'd be able to see how it ultimately benefited someone, but I needed to be more directly involved. And I knew that. And so by the time my second child was born, I had made the decision to not go back, to not return to that world. 
And that launched me into an adventure that has um, continued to unfold to this day and continues to unfold even now. It brought me into a relationship with many um, mentors, guides, teachers, angels, um, many people along the way. And it also led me into um, difficult experiences, challenges, uh, times when it was rough, where I felt um, small, I felt compared, I compared myself and others compared me. And that doesn't change, by the way. It still happens. <laughs> Even last week, someone compared me to one of my uh, colleagues and said that I didn't, I didn't meet the bar. She didn't think that I was as good as, uh, as he would have been, uh, as she had heard that he was. So, it's something that continues. But in those early days of honing my new career as a leadership consultant and executive coach, I felt the pain of that quite immensely. So, um, what are you noticing? <laughs> I'm talking about what I'm noticing, and I'd love to hear what you are. If you're moved to share, you can call in at 1-888-346-9141. Don't worry, um, I'll be fine even if no one calls. I'm sort of laughing at myself here because I think I'm starting to bust this fear of doing things by myself. I think I'm starting to realize that um, what I have to say may be useful even if nobody feels like um, chatting with me about it in the moment. And so I'm going to trust that that's the case and, and keep going. But if you're wanting to join me in the conversation, please feel free to call in. So let me fast forward a little. I was talking about times that were in 2002, between 2002 and 2004, and it's hard to believe that that was 10 years ago. I just uh, find that really, really um, amazing that the time has gone by um, so quickly. And yet in the moment, it felt very, very slow and sometimes arduous. In 2008, I wrote a poem on my birthday, and I was talking with a friend, uh, a colleague in the work who has been a guide to me along the way, and we were having a chat. And I told you that one of the questions that I often ask at the beginning of... um, or in my work with with my clients is, who are you and why are you here? And so this poem is entitled the same, Who Am I and Why Am I Here? And let me share this from you, uh, with you now. I am a mother, here to model what it is to truly take care of myself so that my children will learn how to do the same. I am a survivor, here to stay true to who I am and what I stand for, no matter the circumstances. I am a partner, here to give and receive in service of our larger impact in the world. I am a lover, here to love with joy and be joyfully loved. I am the sun, here to warm the back of your neck as you gaze out over the ocean. I am the snow, falling invisibly and coating mountain peaks with shimmering light. I am a stone, whose shape and path is determined by the flowing water and the certainty of gravity. I am a skydiver, here to leap gracefully, even when faced with fear that can keep me rooted in place. I am a builder of communities, here to bring us together, so that we can more effectively and powerfully do our work in the world. I am an insatiable little girl who adores and is adored. I am a woman, here to move with grace, dignity, and purpose through my journey. I am you, here to reflect and mirror presence. I am the world. Within my body and experience lives all that brings sorrow and peace to humanity. I am a spiritual warrior, here to hold what is seemingly opposite, yet remarkably, remaining still, grounded, and connected to my source. I am a goddess, here to radiate with beauty, love, and compassion. 
And I really believe that that poem was written both to express a moment in time, but also with an aspirational element to it. And I do feel like everything that I said in 2008 in this poem is true today. And I notice that I have a caller. And so let's, let's welcome Kat from, uh, from Ontario. Yay! Hello! <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. For, I was listening to the program me. and I thought, I just wanted to call in. Thank you. I'm so glad you did. <laughs> so what are you noticing? Well, um, I'm just, I'm hearing, you know, just hearing that you're sharing your beautiful, um, you know, story and and then this poem and... Um, it just makes me feel good inside, first and foremost, because I just noticed that your writing does that, yeah. um, because it is so much well from the heart, of course, of course, um, and uh, but it's also it's like you really, really, really revealing yourself, and I know how vulnerable that is. I know how vulnerable it is for you, and and how it would feel for me in that moment. So I, I just wanted to call that and say that. Thank you. So that's one of the things I'm noticing. Oh, that's lovely. I, it, it is. It's interesting to me that um, it's one thing to write. It's another thing to blog. I mean, I, I can write and put things on blogs. It's another thing to email it to someone and say, oh, I wrote this poem today. But it's a totally other thing <laughs> to actually mm-hmm. speak it. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I notice the nervousness in me getting less as I do it. So perhaps it's one of those things that once you get started with it, it's, it's not as scary as the thought of it is. But, yeah, I, I think we really, you know, we get in our own way. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and, and as you say it, I mean, I also think because I can really hear you, it sounds like I'm hearing you anyway, uh, like you get right into that zone of it as if it was the moment that you were writing it. Uh, your voice takes a softer quality even, and, and that's part of also what I, I was so appreciating from, from here. Um, you know, and the I know that authors often will have you know special readers um, reading their work and everything like this, and and bring their own inflections, and you know all of those kind of things. But mm-hmm. uh, there's something that's really so so poetic and so beautiful for you because you just you just simply you know you fall into it, you fall forward almost into your work, mm. and it just makes it alive. Thank you. I I so appreciate your feedback. I I agree. Actually, um, that's another thing I'm noticing in this moment is that um, I I've wondered how to put this work out there. I've been concerned that you know if I don't publish it, then you know maybe maybe it'll never get heard. And then I was thinking today, you know, uh, I have a radio show. Maybe I could just speak some of it there. And uh, the man in my life was suggesting that to me on the weekend as well. He said, why don't you read some of this on, on your show? And yeah. my first thought was no way. But my second thought was maybe, th- maybe this is another way, you know, maybe this is another way. And I, I'm enjoying the opportunity to do it um, as, as, vulnerable as it is I I do agree there is something about reading my own work that is quite um satisfying Mm -hmm. that's what I'm noticing in this moment and I didn't think that it would feel that way oh good uh, when I embarked on this 35 minutes ago so (laughs) (laughs) well even though not everybody's picking up the phone and calling in you know everyone's heart is with you I, I think that that I mean why else would your radio program be called you know stories from the heart um yeah. Because, again, 
why else would it be called that? Right. Um, right. I know that Stephen Pressfield, uh, Stephen Pressfield, he talks about um, uh, basically really doing the hardest stuff, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that uh, scares you the most. Yes. And, and that's the stuff that needs to be done. That's our best work in the world. And, huh. and that, in this moment, it feels maybe there's something in like that for, for, for you, what you're going through in this conversation. I, uh, I so appreciate that because I was watching the kids this morning and what I noticed was that that is that like that's what needs to be done now is more, more, more work with them, um, more work with other kids. Um, that's what life is asking of me and it's hard. It's hard to envision. I don't know what it will look like. I don't know if it will be, you know, financially viable. I don't know anything really. Um, I don't even know if anybody will want it, but I know that it's what life is asking me to do. And so just speaking out loud about that too, although it makes my stomach um, turn over <laughs> inside, it it does feel that way. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, I mean, I think that uh, you know, recently, if, if if I may share for just a moment for for myself, and I know that yes. it's a kind of like this is uh, this and that. Uh, I recently, you know, went to put put myself forward for a part time job and and went through all of the hoops and and bells and and everything to fit who I am as who have I been as an entrepreneur into what they were really looking for, the skills, the responsibilities and so on and so forth. So it's been really delightful to pull out all that thread that I really never thought too much of as an entrepreneur because we just do it anyway. Yes. Um, actually has a name. Uh, and it actually has a role, uh, or a responsibility and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, and and I didn't get that job, but what I did get was the the process had me really be able to think so much um, so much more about myself because I now know what duties and responsibilities rather than they're all clumped into this is just what I do kind of thing, kind of a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's really helped me say I can take that now out into the world in a, so much of a different place and so much of a stronger place. And that's what I'm hearing you say is, you know, you're getting stronger even in the conversation since you started 35 minutes ago. Now we're <laughs> You know what I love? It's the noticing. I think that's maybe what this show could, should have been called, is noticing. Because uh-huh. in the process of applying for that job, you noticed all these threads, all these threads about what you're good at, what your strengths are, what you do, but you would never frame them in that way if you hadn't had that opportunity to go through that process. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And we have to go to a break. A break. I was um, thinking it's probably that time. It's it is that time, but thank yeah. you so much for calling, You're Kat. You're welcome. I welcome. so love that you called, and thanks for sharing um, what's been happening with you as well. You're welcome. Okay, all the best. I mean, yes, same okay. to you. Love the okay. show. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. And uh, we are going to a break, so I will be with you on the other side. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm Shamin Sadiq. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Could your business be doing better? In today's economy, results are dependent on your leaders. And you know effective leaders outperform ineffective leaders every time. The Leadership Circle Profile Assessment enhances effectiveness in leadership. It's the only 360 that reveals what's going on with your manager, why it's happening, and what actions to take for positive change. Want to improve business? We have the system and the breakthrough tools to make it happen. For a free demo, visit theleadershipcircle.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shameen at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back. I'm Shamin Sadiq, your host here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, and you're listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Today's episode was entitled An Invitation, but I really think it should have been called Noticing, and so I'm renaming it right now in this moment. Um, and what I notice is that I, I need to acknowledge my sponsors. Now, I was talking about some of these phenomenal people I've met along the way who have really helped me to shape my, my life into um, the beautiful um, current reality that it is. And so let me, and some of them have uh, also sponsored me here on the show. So let me acknowledge Jim Anderson and Dan Holden, two of my colleagues who are just um, dear and beloved to me. You can reach Jim at uh, www.fit2lead.com. That's F I T T O L E A D.com. And you can find Dan at danielholdenassociates.com. Both of these gentlemen are uh, leadership coaches. Both of them have um, awesome books that you can purchase and read if you so wish. And uh, they're just uh, great guys. So thank you, Jim and Dan, for your sponsorship. Thank you as well to the Leadership Circle. I'm so proud to be part of the Leadership circle community uh, to be faculty and to be a mentor to coaches who are learning to use the leadership circle tools but not only tools but the model and the framework and so um, thank you for your support and sponsorship as well as well as our partnership which I so appreciate now where am I yes I want you to call in with your noticings if you feel so inclined the number is 1-888-346-9141 and Kat was just uh, helping me to see that I, um, I'm feeling better about sharing my, myself with you and my writing with you. I'm not really afraid of sharing myself, more afraid of the writing part. And so I have another piece that I want to read. And if I had had the chance to read it today to the kids at the school, I would have because I really wrote this for my kids and 
my kids. And what I mean is I've got two that I biologically gave birth to, um, grew and gave birth to. But every one of these kids that I work with at Bond Academy, I consider them to be my kids as well. Um, Now that they have been a part of my life and I've been a part of theirs, I consider them part of my family um, forever. And I also feel that way about all the friends of my kids, all the neighborhood kids that play and come and hang out at our house. And so I wrote this piece in um, maybe December 2013 or January of this year. I had had a very frightening incident where I had choked here at home um, and my throat had closed up completely and I couldn't breathe. And my younger son was with me. We were alone um, and he uh, and I had to call 911. And by the time the paramedics came, I I had recovered somewhat, but it was a very frightening few seconds. And it really got me in touch again with the fragility of life. And so I wrote this piece um, to say, you know, if I if I had only one more chance to say something to my kids, what would I want them to know? Here's what I wrote. You are enough. You are good. You are lovable. You are important. No matter what you do or don't do, you are enough just as you are. I love you. I love you in the silly, snuggly, giggly times. I love you in the fierce, harsh, and angry times. I love you even when I'm sighing with frustration and in all the other times, I love you. You are not alone. Even when you think you're the only person who is experiencing something hard, joyful, painful, or challenging, I want you to know that others experience these things too. The details will be unique to each person, but the essence is often the same. You are not the only one. Therefore, Talk about your feelings, what it's like for you, how you see things. Connecting with others in this deeper way joins us and creates community and support. You are human. It's okay to hold it together and it's okay to lose it. We all do both. It is normal and so are you. Nobody is perfect, including me, as you well know. Life is precious. Each breath is a gift. I used to think life is short, so there's an urgency to do what you're here to do right now. I want to replace this with, life is beautiful, so let's savor every breath, every moment while we're here. All of them. The good, the bad, the challenging, the wonderful. There is much to be grateful for. Pause often to take stock of all the people, resources, and structures in your life that support you. Thank them out loud and often. Let them know how much their presence in your life means to you. This can be as simple as a friendly chat with the grocery store staff when you're there, or as easy as a short text to a friend or a phone call with a loved one. Everything that happens is useful. This one can be really hard to take in, especially when bad things happen. Out of the wound comes the gift. I don't know who said that first. It resonates with me so deeply that I actually painted a picture of the lotus rooted in the mud to represent this belief that I hold. Dance daily. Move your body every day in a way that feels good to you. If you like running, go for a run. If you don't like the gym, do something else. One of my favorite memories from recent times was when we played basketball together after dinner on the street. That fed my body, mind, and soul in a way that no computer screen or television ever could. Laugh daily, or more than daily. Do what needs to be done, and make time for resting, 
daydreaming, and hanging out with yourself. Powerful insights can come from taking your attention away from the problem you've been focused on. Partner with spirit and earth, with objective third parties, with others, and with yourself to create what matters most to you and the type of life you want to have. My circles of support are strong and robust and continue to hold me as I navigate life. Create circles of support that will do the same for you. And lastly, go outside. Play with friends. Do I need to say more about this one? I don't think so. And so I wrote that piece early this year. It's what I want all children to know. And I think that the, the threads, again, are... Um, I, my own journey has been to find my own enoughness, if you like. I continue to work on this, um, and I will probably always work on this, but there are ways in which I know this a little bit more than I did before, that I am enough. Even if someone criticizes me, even if someone compares me to someone else and finds me lacking, even if someone decides they don't want to be with me, even if someone rejects me for a business opportunity, uh, I know that I'm enough. I might feel the sting of it for a few minutes when I get the news uh, or for you know weeks, depending on how important the relationship was to me. But ultimately, what I want to be able to come home to and what I want you uh, to be able to come home to is the, the remembering that you are enough, just as you are. You are good. You are lovable. You are important. This seems so important to me. We spend so much of our energy pointing out, especially to kids, but also in the workplace, pointing out where people are failing, where they're going wrong, how they're not measuring up. And I wonder, what would it be like if we actually spoke to um, how good and important and valuable we are? And yes, we all have work to do. We all have things we can improve on. And let's remember that we're all works in progress. And that's big work for me. I forget that all the time, as my coaches can attest to. Uh, the other piece that, that's a thread for me is this, this not being alone. Um, to, to have the experience of knowing that what you're going through, to have the, the awareness that what you're going through isn't just you, that other people face difficulty, um, challenges, immense joy, immense pain. I was complaining. I heard myself complaining on the weekend about how um, hard life is. I'm, I'm single. I've got a home. I've got a big mortgage. I have a sole proprietorship. I'm uh, Often things are tight and, and there's a lot of anxiety uh, at times about how I'm going to manage and navigate. And I heard myself complaining and then um, realized there are other single mothers out there too. There are other single parents out there who own homes and have their own business and are trying to make it work. And I'm not the only one. And it um, I think everything's relative and I think people get frustrated from time to time. But at the end of the day, I think it helped me to remember I'm not alone in this. I'm not the only one. The other thread is everything is useful. So even when something happens that seems like, oh, I'd really rather not have had that happen, 
there's got to be something in it for us. I believe that. There has to be something in it for us to take, to learn. Um, we wouldn't grow if we didn't have some things to push against, some resistance or some disappointments to to bump up against. I think if life was easy and we removed all the obstacles, um, we wouldn't really have to draw deeply into our own capacity for making our way through. And I see that, you know, I'd love to take all the pain away from my kids. I'd love to make it so that they never had to face any adversity or any difficulty and that everything was easy for them. I think on one level, I would love that. But on another level, I know that sometimes um, it doesn't work out the way they'd hoped. One of my children today won a couple of awards. The other one didn't. Um, He got the award that everybody gets for participating in whatever clubs and activities, but he didn't get any special acknowledgement today. And, and he was asking me, was I, was he going to win an award? And I was pretty sure that he wasn't because they hadn't pre notified us. Um, And he didn't. And, and that's okay. He will learn and grow from that disappointment. um, If indeed he's even holding it that way. Do what needs to be done and make time for resting. I think that, that we do a lot. We effort a lot. We use our will and our strength to persevere, overcome, barrel through, make things happen. And I am learning and continue to learn the value of a pause, the value of daydreaming, the value of doing nothing. Uh, the symbol for this for me is a hammock that my parents gave me. It's out in my backyard. And gosh, it's hard to find time to lie in that hammock because it feels like such a lazy thing to do, so unproductive. And yet every time I lie in it, it's only been up for about a week because summer was late in coming here in Toronto. But the few times that I've given myself the gift of even a few minutes in that, it has just been so peaceful and restorative and I have to believe that it is contributing to helping me being more powerful more empowered um, and um, to to being on purpose and living my life in the way that I want to so don't discount the value of a pause it's crucial we had a show a couple of weeks ago on self-care that's another thing that I'm so um, <laughs> passionate about not always so good at doing But I think that's really important as well. So let me finish with gratitude. This was the fourth thread that I pulled out of my experience this morning at the school. And I want to share with you um, my gratitude. So I am so grateful to so many people, to my teachers, my coaches, my guides, my angels, all the people who have come into my life as um, way showers and companions along the journey. To my friends and colleagues, my business partners and my clients, thank you so much for creating the kind of community with me that I knew I wanted way back then when I when I left my, my government job. Thank you for being part of my circles of community and support. To my parents and my family, Uh, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving birth to me, for bringing me up, for your love and support. Uh, To the man in my life, thank you for speaking your truth, for staying even when it's hard, and for telling me um, what you see when you see it. To my boys, my beloved boys, for being mirrors and wise teachers in and of themselves. 
to life for all the experiences that you've given me along the way and will continue to bring to my partnerships with Earth and Spirit. Um, this might sound a little crazy, and that's okay if you think it is. I, I actually probably would have thought so too a few years ago. But I find that my relationship, especially with the earth, has been enormously grounding and empowering for me. And so I thank um, those who pointed me in that direction and Earth and Spirit for partnering with me. To all the folks at Voice America for your support and aid and, um, and holding, I love that we're doing this show together and I hope one day to meet you all in person. And lastly, to my listeners. I thank you so much for listening. And my readers, those who read the blog and receive my e-newsletter, thank you so much for investing um, little moments of your life, of your time with me for uh, your feedback, your interest, your support, and um, for your love. Thank you, all of you. And um, that's it for this week. So come back next week. I'm not sure what's going to be on next week, but on July 7th, we have Royal Carney, a teacher from Bond Academy, joining me. And on July 14th, my colleague Sonia Sinistera is coming, and we're going to be talking about letting go and allowing. So I thank you again for listening. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm Shamin Sadek, and I look forward to next time. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadek will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember, you are not alone. 